Hi, welcome back to Robin Cleland's podcast. Today I'm going to sit down with Connie Cornelius, who uh, has a gym called Area Fitness. And we're going to talk a lot about fitness, but beyond getting in shape, it's like uh, we're going to talk about her background, her music, her her skills as a practitioner, her yoga, her vast array, the wholeness of her, and the idea that um, the experience of fitness is much beyond building muscle or or getting the heart better beyond that uh, the whole spiritual connection how it can elevate one's mood obviously all of those things but uh, i wanted to talk to connie today because of her vast array of knowledge and her vast array of her uh, master aspects of herself She's probably would be embarrassed to hear this, but that's what we're going to do today. So join us in conversation. So I'm sitting here with Connie Cornelius on a Saturday morning Mm -hmm. and the owner of Area Fitness and... I've been training with you for 16 years, and we're going to have a little chat about life and light and what's going on in your world. How Thank you for sound? having me. Thank you for having me. and uh, It's a pleasure. Thank it's you. one of many podcasts, and, and maybe this will be one of several we have conversations with. What do you think of that? I feel threatened. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so, Connie. So, Robin. Where did you grow up? I grew up partially in the Caribbean, Antigua, and Edmonton, Yes, we were talking about Edmonton yesterday. (laughs) Yes, I came from Antigua, and we got sponsored by some Canadians who came down to help us with, uh, I think, the irrigation in Antigua or something. And my parents befriended them, and within a couple years, we were in Edmonton, Alberta. You Can I just respond to that? Because Mm -hmm. you say Edmonton. (laughs) Alberta, yeah. and uh, you say it with a slight, like there's a backstory to Edmonton. How did you like Edmonton? You know, when you were younger, I, you know, in reflection, well, as I reflect as an older person, are I you think watching your words very closely? Yes, I think it's a good. It was a good idea to go to Edmonton as opposed to most West Indians would either go to England or the United States because education was limited when I was growing up at a certain point. Um, I'm talking about post-secondary. And uh, my sister was very, very smart, so. You had two siblings, right? Yeah, my brother and sister. So eventually we would have all had to leave home and go to school uh, either in Trinidad or in England or something to hire our education. That not only costs money, but my mom is not about uh, separating the family. She was never about not having the kids around. So, can I just stop you there mm-hmm. for a second? So, I've never, uh, obviously we've known each other a long mm-hmm. time, we've talked about Edmonton before, but mm-hmm. you've never said that to me. Yeah. It, it, like, because I was thinking more of, and, and we don't necessarily have to have a long chat about that, mm-hmm. but I was thinking more about your experience as a young black girl mm-hmm. growing up in Edmonton, and how, mm-hmm. were there other, were you, you, were you singular? Like, was it, like, and obviously the cold too, right? You know, the cold, when you're a kid, it's an adventure. I mean, Edmonton, before all this global warming, come August 31st, it started to snow. We had never seen snow before, so it was a bit of a novelty. Was it magical? Very magical. So all the, the first year, all the albums, all our pictures are in the snow, like sitting in the snow standing in the snowflakes, you know. So it was, a, and then all of a sudden it kind of got old because it was minus 40 a lot, and it was really cold in Edmonton, so, but. <clears throat> and you were talking to me yesterday, which mm. I thought was really funny about mm. Calgary, that you said that thing about um, the experience of that, that your parents used to take you to the Calgary Stampede. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, it's, it's, it's assimilation, yeah, right? You have to, yeah. you assimilate if you live, especially out west where, when we first got there and we moved out on our own after living with the Friesens, I'm not, I won't go into sponsorship and immigration and stuff, but when we finally moved out on our own, we moved to what is called the south side of Edmonton, where U of A is. 
So there was no indication to us that there was racism or anything, because when you live around a university, it's very diverse. Yeah, 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 cool. And so when we moved to the West End, by West Edmonton Mall, that's when all hell and reality kind of set in, and it was a fight every day, you know, that kind of thing. It was, you know, it was rough as a young black woman or black child or a black family growing up. My parents yeah. had to endure racism. We'd talk about it at the dinner table. We had to, yeah, you had to fight, you protected your siblings or whatever. And so... So do you think that's still running through you today, that experience? I'm sure it's left a lasting impression. I, I try not to wear it on my sleeve because I, if I believe people are people, I can't live like I am different. So I do believe people are just people. Yeah. And so when confronted with someone who doesn't think that way, then, then I have to have you know, conversation. But otherwise, I don't walk through... You don't seem to wear it. like. No, I don't walk through seeing color or difference. Um, I would more think... I would more see male-female differences because I, the way I work with um, different bodies and males and females. So when, mm -hmm. thank you. Mm -hmm. So when um, um, when did you first? Was it as a child that you first saw the the whole fitness body? How how soon did that? resonate with you in your life as something that you saw great value in kind of carving out who you are I guess be I guess my mom would my mom would say um, around 10 or 11 I don't know if you remember those stations that you could start to order all these things like the weed chopper the onion chopper the french fry maker oh you mean on TV, <laughs> on TV. oh my god yeah those my parents those ordered, infomercials yeah, everything they ordered <laughs> And my mom once ordered this thing, she went to exercise, that you put on the door, and it looked like a Pilates reformer. Yeah, machine. one of my, the yeah. person downstairs where we're referring to this, she has one. <laughs> so she, of course, my mother bought it, and she looked at it, and she just left it, so I put it on my door. And I have to remember at that time, I, I, I was coordinated very early. I was always athletic. I had to pick up on things like, you know, how to ride a bike, how to run, how to throw a ball, how to catch a ball very early so there was athleticism in my body very young I danced and stuff like that so I didn't know that I was going to take that path oh, I forgot you did a lot of dance yeah right? I did a lot you know I danced for the West Indian Association you know I was dancing at La Ballet of Jazz when I came here so it was you know that movement was always a part of my life but what I like about it now is that all the different movements that I've done in my life now come into like who knew that I was going to end up here and I can draw on my track training, you know what I'm saying, and bring it into my workouts with clients and so on and so forth. Well, that's so, where that's where I experience you too. Yeah, like, so uh, I can go. Mm, when I used to do that, because I've been work. training with you for we've talked about this so many times. What? So Zoe over a decade. Yeah. So, yeah, so Zoe was 27. So I started when Zoe was 11. Yeah. So 16 yeah. years, and you know, I'm. I'm a heartbeat away from being <laughs> from being fit. This is right? the year, though. This is the year. <laughs> this is the year for sure. Yeah, sure. and then I can swear at you for another year consistently. <laughs> so, but you also were um, you were you have a black belt, right? Yes. In, uh, black belt in what? Shotokan karate and some weapons training. Yeah. So. And you also were a bodybuilder, right? Yeah, in was, competition. Yeah, I was Miss Toronto for about. Two years, yeah. Miss I guess Toronto? You, yeah, you hold the title, I guess, for two years, but I did win my show, and my title was Miss Toronto. So what, tell me about that. Um, light, you know, did you say lightweight? Yeah, because it's a weight category, so I, I was in, and I won. How light were you? About 103 pounds. I'm sorry, you were 103 pounds? <laughs> On stage. But I won best in my class, best routine, and best overall. So Congratulations. I even, yeah, That's so it was it was it was a magical day. I mean, it was hard work. How old were you? I was in my twenties. Yeah, I was in my twenties. So, cool. and I'm not now. Is it legal to ask? <laughs> I, I, I pegged you as maybe thirty-three. <laughs> That's good. We'll stay with that. Um, but I am not. Uh, You're actually eighty-three. <laughs> when the sun hits me right here, <laughs> you can see that the eighty on oh, my eighty-three years. Um, yeah, that was, uh, and so. Fitness is always, an, I, my reason for getting into weightlifting and or bodybuilding was because I was a sprinter all my life and there was an overdevelopment of my quads. And that's why I thought, let's balance out my body. 
Because back really, in the, so yeah. you actually had the the forethought yeah. to do that. I thought, hmm, let's you know let's go to this gym, and I, I was. I remember my mom was going through her change, and she drove us all to a gym once and just left us there and said, do something. I don't want them back till six. So I was always... This is the way your mom parents, right? <laughs> She's like, just take them and keep them, and I'll be back. I think she was having a rough day. And so I have been exposed to gyms for a long time. and I've seen All the kinds of gyms, yeah, too, because like, yeah. you box now, right? Yeah, so, I, I box, I fight. I've always boxed. I used to... You know, boxing gym on St. Clair. Connie West. won't let me box. Because he hit me. Anyways, but <laughs> I wasn't even ready. He's like, whatever. I digress. But yes, I've always been um, maybe too aggressively active. So dancing was always a way to soften it. So all. you just said too aggressively. Yeah. Did, uh, was it, was it, what are you talking about? Like, you're talking about, uh, I'm not, I'm not, not yeah. necessarily saying anger, but, yeah, yeah. but it was a kind of a, was it a place to anchor it? Yeah, it was a place to, because, as, you know, I think I've, we talk about this. I'm, I'm not a smoker. I've never been a drinker. I've never been a smoker. I, I would rather find something in nature to help me if I was going through anything than to go straight to medication. And I do have a huge respect for the medical community. I learn a lot from them um, with respect to my job. But um, for me and for my body, I'm so in tune. I would rather, you know, seek so out. So if you were feeling feeling like you're going through something psychologically you would go to, I'd go to movement run, I'd run or, the stairs. yeah i'd run the stairs i yeah. do something so that is that would, why you ran the stairs this morning yeah i work in the hospital <laughs> it's true my dad's in the hospital my husband just yeah. got out of surgery there's there's a lot going on and so i also have a big clientele i have to deal with uh an individual you know emotions every hour sometimes 10 so, hours in a row yeah so, so you know so to that point mm -hmm. When did you, so I, I consider you a natural leader. Mm -hmm. You may not, mm -hmm. you may not take that title, mm -hmm. but so when you, when you carved out your business, like, so there's, there's you in fitness and all gathering all of that and, mm -hmm. and you've studied nutrition mm -hmm. too, right? Mm -hmm. So you have a nutritional yeah, my nutrition consultant. Yeah, right. I went to so that's to... another tool at your disposal. Mm -hmm. So when you collected that all up, was that with the intention of opening your own gym? No, it was the intention of just knowing all facets of fitness and helping and realizing that you're lim I was limited just being a personal trainer because you know I had um, a, a guy with HIV who also broke his hip. How do I? How do how do I get uh, hypophytry? Like how do I get hypertrophy on him? How do I get weight on him? How do I get his legs to be bigger? How do I do this? So I had somebody who had polio. Who has polio? That I had to figure out how to stop her from limping so much. What do what do I do to if there's such a thing? Reset, rebalance her. Uh, send send a message to her nervous system that she is capable of more than, you know. So, so that lends itself to the component that's not well and i believe this too and i'm assuming you do too mm -hmm. we've chats about that it's not it's not just the physicality it's the narrative running between your ears right that matters and for a lot. myself you know not to not to i always thought if i'm asking these questions i need to fill in the gaps every time i ask a question i'd like to fill in the gap and it's important to find professionals or mentors to help me fill in the gap. And because now I have my own business and before I was freelance but I had a, a big clientele, uh, I can't take you know big gaps of time off anymore to go back to school like I usually do. So I have to seek out philosophies that I'm, I can align myself with. And that's how I came to something like the Aldoa. I found an osteopath. I believe in osteopathy and I found an osteopath that spoke my language and spoke about the spine and spoke about alignment and who developed a technique to help individuals. So I trained with him for two years. I, I found and heard about Dr. Spina who is into uh, functional movement and functional anatomy and, and um, making tissues uh, work, make your body work well by working the tissues and helping your body prepare for load and so on and so longevity. So I seek out these. So, all, so you're, and I know this. I know mm -hmm. this uh, because you're always doing new things with me, in mm -hmm. spite of my resistance and telling mm -hmm. you to fucking stop that because it's too painful. Stop now, <laughs> is um. So the nature of learning is kind of 
a constant for you. You, you. It seems to me like you're constantly learning and developing and even as, so you're not stopping with a set kind of formula way of treating somebody. No, I, you know, I'm not. I, 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 often, um, I often get kind of jealous that I can't stop for a second and go back and get like a, a degree in something else, you know, what I, what I would, um, um, but I, I, I do feel like um, there are people out there who can, I'm a hands-on person who can go straight to the point. I don't want a theoretical um, kind of learning experience. I want to go out there and see and, and learn from people who are working with athletes, who see people who turn their ankle and recover completely and can still jump high. How did you do that? How did you recover that? What, what did you manipulate to make this person come back to this status? And they're like, you know, that's the, those are the people I kind of want to work with. And I don't think I'd get that from another formal, you know. So it's very, my experience with mm -hmm. you, and obviously you and I are good friends, mm -hmm. but, but my experience of you is your work is very intimate. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, and, and so do you, do you also see that as, do you see part of it as, a, and it can be a no, mm -hmm. do you see it as a, any part of it as a spiritual? Do you see, do you see the body, mind, spirit connection, or, or are you you you're more in the arena of practicality of all oh, this muscle is doing this or? Mm -mm. I, I think um, I I couldn't articulate it until I uh, I studied yoga and became a yoga instructor and, and I went away to Mexico for the second and half of my teacher training and had these. Really magical I remember experiences. Remember you telling me that. About really, that. Yeah. Uh, um, How so magical? A, well, there was there was one time we were we were in a theory class and then we, we practice and it's like three weeks of intense um, Sanskrit practice, philosophy, everything, and we were on the floor. I think it was in Shavasana, and there was an aftershock in Mexico. I was in uh, Puerto Escondido, I think. There was an aftershock, and the the floor started to oscillate. And I just remember breathing with it and, and not being scared at all, not being scared at all. And, you know, being from the islands, I've experienced a couple of disasters and so on and so forth. And I knew it was an aftershock. But just, I guess when people are in a, it's, stress takes on different forms. And I just kind of realized that there's such a huge connection with nature, the body, spirituality. And, and the only way to really know someone is, I feel, to touch them, not necessarily literally, but to touch them, to kind of know something about them to share without judgment and so the know. longer you work with somebody the deeper you actually beyond the the verbal the deeper you know the individual the trust it's it's trust it's i i feel that that somebody has to trust you if you're going to work with their body and you can't. i almost trust you yeah i think it's so. close. I, sometimes i feel Get. like <laughs> and then and then I think it's really neat getting to know someone, getting to know what someone's limitations are, and then breakthroughing, like breakthrough and doing more and so, so on. So I experience you as very intuitive. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Do you experience yourself as very intuitive? I, I think so. I mean, I think so. I think, um, you know, I don't want to start sound airy fairy because I am working with people who are not necessarily spiritually aligned with me, which is fine. Um, well, we don't um, even really—I mean, we're using that word within yeah. the context of this, yeah. this conversation. Yeah, but but, uh, but you don't need—you don't need to have that have experience that say that word. But I, yeah, I think I'm—I I'm, I operate on a, a different frequency, like a, not from everybody else, but on a different frequency when I'm working with people, and I think it's very important to not come in and just assume everyone can do the same thing. So yeah, I think I've worked really hard at coming in and, and saying hi, and then from there I could figure out you're either having a bad day, you're really tired, or you're up for it. I can come in and just so, say that, you know? So, come on now. So, no, I, I believe you, I'm just talking about my experience with you. You and are an open book. Yeah, no, no. You were right, right here. Okay, that's, that's fine. Uh, <laughs> but what I was gonna say is like, I'll come in and be really tired mm -hmm. and fucking mm -hmm. that place, right? And you just kind of just, you just carry on. 
but you think I'm carrying on. But there's like a little spark in you that tells me I'm tired, but I want to do a little something. I want to do a little bit more. To, and by the end of it, you always say to me, I feel so much better, darling. So you're not, I, I never get from you that That's I'm just so, my false like, narrative like I'm that so I... tired that I'm not able to do anything and I should just be in Shavasana for 45 minutes. I don't get that from you. You, uh, you articulate, I, I listen, and then. So why did you call, this is a shout out to Area Fitness, mm. so, which is on the Esplanade, just uh, in Toronto. <laughs> 258. Uh, yeah, 258, <laughs> and you really need to go there, it's a fabulous place. And uh, um, why, why do you call it Area Fitness? Where, where'd that title, where'd that name come from? Well, my designer, who, is, who was amazing, he was great, uh, Mario is Italian, and he we were t we were throwing names at each other, and he wanted to say Aria, he call it Aria. But oh, he cool! Said, yeah, he, that's so cool. But he said it sounded a bit too feminine and too, you know, inclusive that way. And if he said Aria, Aria is very inclusive. It's it's the whole area can enjoy the gym. It's you know whatever you take from that area, I think it's a more inclusive word, and that's why we chose Aria. Do you also think of the gym as being part of the the community at large, I think like right I, across I the street is what I is uh, that's an apartment building. Is that a, it's a co-op? It's a co-op. Co yeah, because you've been there a long time now. Right? Yeah, in different years. capacities, not just in area. My gym has been there for eleven years, but I have worked in that area for a huge part of my career, and I've been doing this for close to thirty years. So I've been in that area. I've seen kids from grow up and or adults and going to university. That's how long I've been in that area. So it's, I think it's important to me. And you mm -hmm. uh, almost exclude, well, it's exclusively uh, people who are there for training with trainers, yeah, right? Yeah, personal training. So it's, mm -hmm. not, it's not an open gym. Why did you, you changed the modality, right? Mm -hmm. Be, why did you well, do I that? I think it was too much for me. I think it was a great experience to have a full service gym with spin, yoga, membership, you know, boot camp, everything. Um, but for my soul, it was too much. I, I Did you say focus. for your soul? Yeah, I can only focus on one thing. I am not, um, I have a lot of help in terms of the business aspect of it. And um, I, I just didn't feel that it was good for me to, to feel that type of stress and responsibility because I feel a, a, a big responsibility for the clients that I train one-on-one, -on -one, um, for their health, for their safety. I, I, I'm, I really feel responsible when somebody gives me um, their time for an hour to do something great with it. And it was just too many other things I had to worry about and I didn't I, that's not what I want to do that's that's never been what I want to do I've always wanted to have a space where I could just personal train so you still see yourself growing your business obviously mm -hmm. it would be great to have um, to grow it in such a way that the um, the model worked in another area like another like in the West End or something like that where it's just an intimate setting where you have great trainers come in and you have I'm a sorry. really good experience. I'm sorry. Did yeah. you just say you want to have another location? I'm just saying. <laughs> I said, I'm now it's do out it. here in the public. <laughs> I'm not going to do it right now. But, you know, <laughs> I would love to work in an environment where there are some badass women who are, you know, it's a naturopath, um, uh, chiropractor, nutritionist, like in an environment where we can all just be powerful so together. So we're talking about service. a wellness center? Yeah, like a wellness center. And, 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 and you just said badass women, so so you, uh, it's fine. Uh, do, you, do you have a preference of who you like to work with? I just think sometimes we get a bad rap when we're around one another, and it'd be really great to flourish around one another. I think it'd be amazing if there's... Follow that. Like, <laughs> fill that out. What do you mean by that? I think sometimes, you know, when women are all in the same environment or they, the idea or the perception is that we can't get along in that, in that professional environment. Okay, so for, stop right yeah. there. Where does that come from? Does that come from, is that a, a narrative that's out there coming from men or is that, or is that your, is, is, do you experience that? Have you experienced? Um, I have experienced I'm sure. Some you know, form, we've but... all had that type of thing, and then the narrative is: I've worked. You know, I started out working in law firms, 
So, um, oh, right. <laughs> I was thinking Were you, of, did you want to become a lawyer? At one point, because, you know, my family. And your brother's a lawyer. My brother's a lawyer, my sister in law is a judge. It, it just, you know, made sense. I worked in law, I went to, uh, I worked at some of the biggest firms downtown, and worked in criminal law, worked in commercial, worked in litigation. So I thought, you know, let me just, I went to York for health studies, and I thought, why don't I just write the LSATs and do this? And my last experience in a law firm, that was just, it was my, my uh, boss who looked at me and said, this is not where your soul is at. And she, she said to me, I'll give you some time off to pursue what you'd like to pursue. If it doesn't work out, you can always come back. But I don't think you'll come back. And I never went back. <laughs> so if you were to, so that, that I, I really, because you've never said that thing about, mm -hmm. that's the first time I've heard you say that mm -hmm. about an idea of, of, um, of uh, some degree, some element of a wellness center. Yeah, I, th I think I would really... Do you like that, that word, really, wellness center? That phrase? I don't know another phrase to use, and and so that, that defines what I'm thinking about, like, what I'm th so I don't know what else no, to say. No, that's me, yeah. that, you yeah. hear my voice, right? Because yeah. like, when people say wellness center, mm -hmm. I'm not... I understand what it means, mm -hmm. but it's just... Uh, yeah, I guess maybe I'm a little idealist. I'd like to walk into an environment um, and, and help more people help people who don't necessarily just want to stay fit, you know? Help people who want to be psychologically fit, people who, you know, want to be spiritually fit. So you have a, a shrink who is has a bit of an alternative way of doing things. You have um, a great yoga teacher, a great acupuncturist, a great this, a great, but we're all in that same environment feeding off of each other. And that See, that's why fun. I wanted you to fill it out yeah. because because when I hear wellness center, mm -hmm. maybe that's my narrow-mindedness. Mm -hmm. I see, oh, okay, I go in there and there's a, there's a massage person mm -hmm. or there's somebody who's a nutritionist or there's somebody who does fitness. Mm -hmm. But you're talking about all of those things, but on a deeper level, right? Yeah, I mean, I even see the facility. You walk in and in the middle, it's what looks like a bit of a football field where you can train in there too. I mean, at a higher level. And on the outskirts, you have your weights and your cardio equipment, and then a track. And then outside of that are offices. And in those offices are those people that I'm talking about. The psychiatrist, massage therapist, let's say, you know, the yoga instructor with her private room that you can go in, it's soundproof, you can have good classes, windows that you can see out of. You know, I see it. I mean, I you circle. do see it, yeah. don't you? That's and the fantastic. change rooms are over that. there. Yeah, so yeah, yeah, cool. That's the kind of facility. So it's a wellness center. It's 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 an unlimited center. It's not, it's unlimited. That that's see, what that's, I'm looking at. Yeah, it's like yeah. that's why I wanted to kind of open yeah, up the lens, so right? Like put it out there that it's unlimited. Just come in and even a nice little store or a great juice bar or a great you know. Sounds like yeah. something that might be in Los Angeles. Yeah. <laughs> I'm thinking. <laughs> I, why don't you and I, I get a belly up to the bar and get my vision in there too. I'll, uh, we'll, uh, we'll do something but in Los Angeles. Yeah. Just, so we can do it like seven months of the year there, right, in the heat? <laughs> and so, I mean, someplace like that where it's always hot and you, you come inside and you find and you, everything. And you, um, you sing too. Don't say mm. you don't. Don't say you don't. You do sing. Mm -hmm. No, I don't. Speak Would you like either. to say right now? <laughs> Would you like to say right now? At no. one point, in in you know, when you're searching as a young person, you think I could do this, I could do that. I thought I would pursue singing, and and I, you know, I sang at a few places, like you know, the what is that place called on Queen West? Um, Cameron House did some open Did you see yeah. that? It's very cool. You I know, never knew that. And, what, and what kind of stuff did you do? Did you did jazz and uh, you know contemporary and jazz? And I always had great teachers. I always, for some reason, trained with uh, opera teachers. I'm not an opera singer by any means, but it really helped my uh, my capacity. You're not an opera singer. No, but I trained <laughs> with two opera teachers. <laughs> and uh, and are you taking classes now? You are, aren't you? Yeah, I take uh, classes with an amazing woman, uh, Queen West, and she. I think she's a, a degree in music so she play, she teaches piano she's piano to my son and we both took voice lessons from her yeah that's cool and mm -hmm. there's got to be a shout out to your beautiful boy yeah Chase. my beautiful boy he's, <laughs> who's what what six 
six five. Six five. five. Whenever I see him, I think, oh fuck, I'm getting shorter as we speak. <laughs> Whenever I look at him, I think, okay, I'm I'm a munchkin. My so, cherub, yes. Yeah, so you're a cherub. That's funny. Uh, he is how old now? Twenty one. And he is, he's, he's a rapper, right? He's a singer. He's got a beautiful voice, and rapping is something that he he's playing with in his songs. Mm-hmm. Right. And why I'm saying that mm-hmm. is I've. I, in your car, I've mm-hmm. heard a couple of his songs. Yeah, yeah. And he's clearly exceptionally talented. Yeah, he's guy. a very talented kid. And I hope the best for him. And he's doing all he has to do to make contacts. And, uh, and I'm doing what I have to do to be his mom and help him through that and find any contact I can to help him. It's, a, it's, a, it's that 1% kind of life he's chosen that who's going to get... Who's going to get popular? What you know? Not everybody's going to be a Drake. Not everybody's going to be a Shawn Mendes. But I hope, I hope he will. Does he have? Um, does he aspire to a certain like? Who are his guys or are women? Or... Well, I you know we would have to have a uh, have to have a conversation with him to find out. But I, what I do know is that because my parents were instrumental in helping me when he was younger, he's very much an old soul. So we'd be in the car, and he goes, well, that's Frank Sinatra. Oh, that's Diana Ross. That's because Grandpa always listened to AM, AM 740 or whatever it is. So his influences are from, from an old, old place. And he's, uh, so when you guys sing, mm-hmm. you, didn't, you, you, took class, you said you took some lessons together. Yeah, we did a duet what did you together. Sing? What did you sing together? I thought oh. I heard it. <laughs> we just did, um, we did that... Um, Rihanna, Kanye West, um, Paul McCartney tune, four or five seconds. Oh, yeah, 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 that's a cool song. So, you know, we did one. You don't want to sing that right now, do you? Nope. (laughs) (laughs) We could do a duet. It would be really, really, really bad. The cat would howl. The cat would howl if we started singing right now. (laughs) So, yeah. So, um, so you have like, so you're still. I'll use the word you probably wouldn't. You're still very much striving in your career. Yeah, I think it's important to always... I mean, even the other day I was thinking that I, I read that the, the osteopath that I trained with is opening a, a school here, and I'm trying to figure out how I can start taking courses in September. Is opening a, called a SOMA school. I because you have all this time on your hands, right? Well, I'm going to figure it out, and I just... I really believe in what he um, he's teaching, and I'd really like to learn more and... So Connie mm-hmm. gets up and gets to the gym at four thirty every morning. Four thirty every morning. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's, I I actually am still dead at four thirty in the morning. <laughs> I resurrect myself every. <laughs> well, I get up a quarter to four, and get myself organized, and I'm I'm good that way. I have everything ready from the night before, and not everything washed and folded. And so it's a matter of getting up, grabbing a shower, and going. Um, I like to do that because that's my meditation, and uh, sorry, that's your meditation. Mm-hmm. On the way there, there are no cars on the road. I'm the city is beautiful at that time in the morning. I pull up, I get in. There's no one to, you know. There's no question. There are no questions. There are no bills to be paid. There's nothing. So, so that's I, your that's, that's your my, time. Yeah, that's my and time. How that's long my is medicine. It, it's for how long? Like it's before a first client comes through so the door. So my first client comes through the door at six. And so I work out till 5.30. And you 5 know 30. that will never be me, right? <laughs> it's been before. Yeah. Um, so I work out till 5.30, grab a shower, do my thing. I tend to block out another hour during the day to do a bit more of a workout. Um, and that's when I'm, like, you know, focusing a little bit differently. It's not as meditative. So I go a little harder. I pick out about a half an hour during the day, and I do another workout. But um, Oh, you do? I didn't know that. Mm-hmm. So... Uh, because it up. must be at the end of the day, because I've seen you at the end of the day, and it's, it's um, by that long of a run of day, you must, when you finish, you must be really tired. Are no, you really no, tired? No, 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 no I'm, I don't know why. I haven't dropped yet, but no, I'm not. No, no, I wasn't saying uh, you're dropping. No, I look at, to the middle of my day sometimes. I go, I know when people are away, so I know on Monday that probably at 9.30, I'm going to do a little bit of a workout till my 10.30 comes. And then, you know, I, I, I run the gym by myself, so I have a routine where I have to do the floors, make sure the washrooms are done, make sure the laundry's done, make sure everybody's I, I've okay. I've seen you in so motion. <laughs> I just keep moving, and I plug in a workout here, and then I keep moving. So when you leave the house, mm-hmm. clearly your husband is still sound asleep. He calls it the middle of the night. <laughs> 
you doing? <laughs> Leaving in the middle so of the Peter, night? So Peter Peter doesn't mm -hmm. wake until like that's that's Connie's Well, to his credit, sometimes he gets up and he drives me to work because he doesn't want me to be tired, and he'll do something quick or he'll sit and do some his own work with his computer, and then he'll say goodbye to me before I take a shower, and you know, he's uh, sometimes he just joins into the program, and <laughs> sometimes he goes. I don't know how you do it, goodbye. So it depends, it depends. He's not um, opposed to coming, getting up in the morning and coming down with me and getting And you down. go upstairs and teach yoga a couple of times a week, right? Yeah, in the, in the, week, in the, right? yeah, upstairs, in the castle. Uh, My gym is in the castle, like in, in Berkeley Castle, so it's above It's a fabulous me, building. It's, it's beautiful, it's a beautiful historic building. And in it, they've converted it to office space as well. And there are, there's one apartment um, that a client of mine uh, occupies. And so there's a, a law firm of these beautiful people upstairs, and I've been doing that for three or four years. They lock the door at noon on Tuesdays and put out our mats, and we do an hour of yoga and put on some music and take off the lights, and then, we, then they book their clients after. So when you're working on a body, mm -hmm. somebody's body, mm -hmm. Do you, um, just by looking, can you kind of get um, a real hit on what they, um, where the problems lie or what they need to work on before actually actually beginning to train them? Uh, we have a Do you understand thing. the question? Yeah, I yeah. understand the question. We, you know, the, the training and our yoga always starts with either a conversation or for me, um, a declaration that if there's something in a group setting, if there is something, please let me know. And usually, I don't start with just weight training. I start with mobility. So that's when you can assess anything. It's a, it's a tool, an assessment tool when you mobilize someone. So mm -hmm. <laughs> when I first started training with you, mm -hmm. I, I was a marathon runner. I've yes. always been a really physical mm -hmm. guy, right? So when I was going through a somewhat of a <laughs> well crisis, let's yeah, say crisis, mm -hmm. and um, you came to my house and mm -hmm. and um, I was I think I was yes I was I was smoking at that time mm -hmm. right and for the first time in my life I had actually I'm a slim guy mm -hmm. always I I was carrying a little bit of extra weight for myself mm -hmm. so you kind of remember that right mm -hmm. uh, and. Um, did you know, and this is the first time I've ever asked you, mm -hmm. did you kind of know, I mean, it's a long time ago now, mm -hmm. did you know, oh, this is the way, best way to approach Robin's body? Did you, like, do you get that kind of personal? I think I know, you know, I think I know, and it, it only manifests when you start to implement your program, yes, and, you know. Well, I guess what I'm asking is based on a psychological state. Mm -hmm. So say somebody, let's not use me as an mm -hmm. example, but let's say somebody comes to you that has specific body issues, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. Body, some form of body dysmorphia mm -hmm. or mm -hmm. whatever. It's like, without them telling you, mm -hmm. are you able to figure that out relatively quickly? Yeah, with a, with a, I have a mobility assessment tools and I can figure it out pretty quickly what to do and what not to do, not necessarily what they want, but what I feel is right um, to keep the, to make the person safe and to possibly get a few goals that we've discussed earlier. It may not be the, 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 the journey they want to take because um, people come with their preconceived ideas. We're going to do cardio, we're going to do this hard, and, and hard isn't always the way to get what you want. Did you say hard is there was, not yeah, always Yeah, it's not always the way. And, and for some bodies and for some people who come in and go, you know, I only want to stretch and do this because they, they have a preconceived notion that anytime I touch weights, I'm going to get bulkier. You know, you have to... Is that more specific to women than men? Uh, some women and some men, yeah. I, I found, I've done this for a long time, some men go, I don't want to get huge, I just want to. and. Some people don't know how much work it takes to get that big <laughs> or to, to get the muscle bellies that you see in like men's fitness or muscle and fitness. So you have to start to, to calm people down and just kind of need your relationship nice and gently. And then after a while, people see that I can do this without lifting 200 pounds or I can do this. And now I can lift 200 pounds. So it just depends. It depends on... 
So people are coming for all kinds of reasons. Oh yeah, right? for sure, for sure. And they might not even know mm-hmm. this is making me this is me making an assumption. Mm-hmm. They may not know that there's something not necessarily that everything is always deeper, mm-hmm. but that there's something deeper going on, right? Rather than oh, I want to have this body mm-hmm. and look this way and be this way that if they arrive at that place, mm-hmm. let's say, mm-hmm. that that it may connect to their value, their self-worth, their self-esteem beyond the visceral kind of physical. Mm-hmm. Like, so so you're, what I'm asking is, do you see, well, we've been talking about this mm-hmm. the whole time, mm-hmm. like the nature of it at some place is not just the body. I think I can, I can safely say that I feel that whether someone's training with me or one of my other trainers, when they leave the place, it's because of the way the energy in my space, I think everybody has a, an experience. Everybody has a lifestyle change experience. And they can, they understand why fitness is a part of their life, why working out is a part of their life. And it's not all just for the aesthetics of it. I think I almost see that when somebody goes, I feel taller. That has nothing to do with my biceps are bigger. Or my goodness, I wasn't able to breathe a minute ago. And after we did this mobilizing circuit or some Eldoa or something, I can feel, you know, more energy, more breath, more uptake. It's, it's not always about the shape of your arm or the shape of your legs. And most people that I train or I see, I see one of my clients hug one of my other trainers on the way out. They've had something's touched them um, within that hour. Then it's not just about how much. Yeah, I noticed. You know, I've noticed. I notice often that I have a very specific mood response to mm-hmm. a workout. Mm-hmm. Mood response is a great. It's a, it's a, it's a uh, it's a great analogy. I, I see a mood response when people leave. Whether it's I'm so tired, but that was great. It, it always is. But that was great. You know. But I feel good. Yeah, 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 yeah. I, I very rarely see anybody, but, but I feel like shit. It was like, that was really hard. And, the, you know, the joke is like, you worked me too hard. This is still, but I know why this, my hips, feel this way. And I can move a little bit more. My, my nervous system is giving me a little bit more range of motion because this is, you so, know. It's, so it's example. Yeah, so it's these aha moments I love. I worked I love. with you yesterday, yeah. right? And mm-hmm. I was kind of like, I think I was in, I don't know if I was in a bad mood when I came in or not. No, I was in a, in a kind of a heady mood yeah. more than that. And and so we had the workout, and then I went off to an audition, and then I went to have a massage with um, Sarah, mm-hmm. who you yeah, train yes. her, her daughter, beautiful yeah. daughter. Um, you guys should know each other. You and Sarah would really mm-hmm. like each other. That wellness center? There you go. Perfection. See, I've already <laughs> I'm building it for you. Uh, so I would like 10%. No problem. Uh, uh, Agent. Yeah, is... Um, so when I went and uh, Sarah was working on me and uh, she started touching my hips, mm-hmm. right? And she said, what have you been doing? And, uh, and I was... We were doing all the opening. Yeah, the ability I, was opening. Like, yeah. I was being, oh, fuck, yeah. I was, I was in a lot of pain. But that's an example, right? Mm-hmm. It's mm-hmm. like, oh, I'm in a lot of pain, but I know that... It's movement. It's something's movement. opening it's up. Something's and yeah. to that point, mm-hmm. based on that, uh, is uh, my personal experience of working with you mm-hmm. has been way more than oh I'm now physically fit. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm serious. Like so, I I notice that I'm not exclusively because of you. Mm-hmm. I'm I'm more vulnerable. I'm more open. Mm-hmm. I'm more. Um, um, not that I necessarily want to. Yes, mm-hmm. I want to be, but but mm-hmm. it lends itself to something much deeper than the experience of oh, now my my arms look great. Yeah, yeah. It's yeah. like is because um, I don't think my arms look great. Mm-hmm. Now I'm counting on you to make that. I look told great. you they did yesterday. Yeah, I mean, what I'm saying is like mm-hmm. that. There's um, um, that it resonates far more deeply than oh. Now I'm fit. You know, a long time ago when I started uh, personal training, um, 
I kind of dipped my, my feet into it. I was still in the law firm, and I was like, Ugh, how can you make a living out of doing something you like to do, <laughs> like that, that you have so much fun doing? So I wasn't convinced I could do this for a living. got all my certifications. I'm like, I don't. And I remember I worked uh, out of a club and uh, for someone, and uh, she was saying, I don't want you to be a clipboard trainer. No one in here is a clipboard trainer. I need you to be able to see someone walking in, see what kind of day they're having, and then you put together your program on the spot for that person. Because if you have written down, we're doing legs, blah, 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 and the person is just not, not up to that today, you have to be able to, on the fly, make a switch. Give that person a good workout. Give the person what they need in that hour. And it, it may be just stretching after you see the kind of shape they're in. But if you are married to the, no, we have to do legs today, it's not going to be a very successful hour. And, um, and you want people to feel successful So when do they you leave. take on people's moods? Does that happen sometimes? Yeah. Like I, at the end of a session with somebody, do you, do you sometimes, the, don't name names, <laughs> uh, do you, um, um, because it's so intimate, mm-hmm. it's very intimate. I used to a long, many years ago. So you've got to find a way to boundary that? and Yeah, because, you know, I trained a, a really famous naturopath, Zeca Costa. Yeah. And um, I remember once he told me that, you know, believe it or not, that we have uh, auras around us. We have colors around us and we have a protection around us. Do we? And he, he said to me, his observation of me training is that I'm allowing people to come too close. Uh, you know, and there, there should be a certain distance, not necessarily emotional distance, but protective distance that you have to keep. Is it distance or separation? They're different um, words, right? Probably distance. I don't like to be separated from people. I don't like not to be able to touch you. And I, I want to feel your emotion if something is going on in your life. And if I, I want to be able to feel that, but um, not at the detriment of how I'm going to function the next hour. And well, that's what he was saying. So what yeah. I, yeah, so obviously you and I are different because mm-hmm. you and I have are worked together a long time and, and, and I, 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 um, I consider you a good friend of mine. Mm-hmm. So that, so we tend to drop into something quite quickly, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. which could be me just swearing at you throughout the set and yeah. saying that you can't count. And but I have clients who don't talk for the entire yes. session. But that's, that's their jam, right? Yeah, but and it's interesting. When I don't talk, you mm-hmm. kind of like... Because we are friends, and I yeah, know you. Yeah, so you just... So when I don't talk, you think that something's going on? Yeah. And I go... Because there is never not, is. <laughs> anyways. <laughs> no, so, so, so obviously what I'm getting at, it's like, again, it's like there's so much... Uh, and obviously sometimes there isn't, but mm-hmm. there's often a lot going on that you're picking up quite quickly from a person. Yeah, and it's great. And you've been doing it so long that it's just kind of... It, it, it does. In, right? Yeah, it, it's easy to identify now. It's way more easy as I get older to identify, and it's and not to take things. It's teaching me not to take things personally, not to judge people. You just never know what's going on in someone's life, and if this is the state they would like to be in. Yeah. So the arc of you as a trainer mm-hmm. from when you began, mm-hmm. what would you say? Um, what's different today? when you're training somebody than when you were training or how is that whole world shifted and how long have you been a trainer again 20... 25 30 years yeah <laughs> wow and you're going to keep going for another 30 at least right oh my lord of his mercy <laughs> i you uh, know i seemingly would love to do this in a, in a small capacity forever always yeah. keep my fingers and toes in so what's know? changed Obviously, you you you've changed as a woman, but in terms of of um, how you approach it or how people approach it, maybe that's too broad of a question. But, but me personally, I've changed yeah. in that um, every time I, I I know that I know now that I always knew that everybody was different. Every body, person's physical self was different. 
But what's changed for me is finding mentors, educators who have gone so deep into that concept that they've come out with, with how to help people better. So over the years, I just, I feel I'm helping people in a, better. I'm, I'm, I'm really learning a lot about the connection of the body, that it's not just, let's do a chest and back day, that the whole body's connected. And well, so, it's clear that you're, you're a master at it. Yeah, and I so, think. and that's, and that's, that's what I've learned before I took it. I was, I, I don't, I think I was limited in, in, I, I was in that little pod of, because I came from a bodybuilding background and, you know, your biceps had to look a certain way and your back had to look a certain way. But as I, I've been given permission from all these amazing, s smart people to use everything I know to bring it into my training. So who are your, who, who, are, who have been your mentors? Who do you, either that you've actually worked with or read about or who are, who are the, who are the benchmarks for you? Are there? Mm -hmm. For, for me in yoga, I'd have to say that the team at um, Downward Dog, they really... Um, Downward Dog, where are they? Yoga, they're on Queen West. They have multiple locations, don't they? I'm not sure if they still do, but okay. that, that was my, uh, my home for a very long time. And, um, and that, um, that helped me with uh, navigating spirituality for myself to work for me and understanding yoga. Um, I, I, I champion people like, as I said, Dr. Spina, who's a chiropractor and who's developed- Well, I'm sorry, what's his name? Spina, Dr. Andreas Spina, and he's developed a, a technique called um, functional um, movement, mobility, anatomy, You do some stretch. of that with me, right? Yeah, I do a lot of that with you because I've been to both, th all three of the certifications. And so I just, I credit that. I credit the um, the Institute of uh, Holistic Nutrition that I went to for three years, and all of these things on the peripheral. It's like it, they're like superpowers that that I'm gathering these superpowers so I can help people. And uh, you have superpowers? I just think, I think they're they're so super. I think they're all so super, and they're all so brilliant, and they're they're on the front lines every day, figuring out how to make your body work better. And and it's a privilege to train with these people, and even understand enough or a little bit of it to bring it into my little mainstream, my, my world, to help people uh, function better, to help you sit at the computer better by just doing finger exercises and, and being given permission to do other things um, on top of lifting weights for biceps. I can giving, do, you know. Did you say giving people permission? Yeah, well, I, was, I feel now that I've been given permission to bring in everything. You know, my, my, track, my track training, it works well for people who want a little bit more power and, and agility. And that if I, I, I've been trained. I can use stuff for my martial arts when I'm boxing with somebody. I look at these people and they're just saying, there are no limits to what you can do. There's no pigeonhole when you want to be Is that fit. a true statement? There's no limitations? I don't think there, there are any limitations within your limitations. There's, there's, there's no limitation, and I think to get to where you need to get to, you can use so many tools. So you think you can get stronger and healthier as you, as you age? Like you Absolutely. can actually, so there is no, you know, when you're 75, therefore you're going to be like this. No, I, I, I don't, I don't think so. I think there are, I'm not also being naive. Things have people, we were born, we, you know, this, youth and then we get older and then we die right I we you know we wrinkle there's some there's some uh, yeah there's some, so are, are, are we wrinkled yeah Connie <laughs> so there's you know there's some real uh, there's some scientific shit that happens but I feel I feel as long as we're on this planet and we have to respect the form that we were given and I think we have to do things to to, to stay strong and reliant on self and whether it's walking every day and so just as a general question mm -hmm. which actually has more meat on it than mm. just general but is uh, overall how do you think people feel about their own bodies 
I don't know. I don't. Uh, I can only talk to the people that I work. That, with. That's what I'm talking yeah. about. Like, is like, are there, are those, you know, because there's lots of, there's always kind of out there now of you know, what what's uh, there was a time this was the right body to have this mm -hmm. was the or this was the this was the body to aspire to or this was is. You know, now there's people are getting into less body shaming mm -hmm. and all of that, and different different sizes and different shapes kind of can kind of coalesce and be. Do you understand the question? Yeah, and because like, of that, because of we're aware that it's it's been a bit of a, a scam and a bit of a, a, a mind fuck. You know, you have to look this way, you have to look that way. I think a lot of people understand that they're making a lifestyle change when they walk through the door, and it's. They just want to be healthy. I think um, to wrap it all up, the people that I interact with every day, I don't train elite athletes, so I don't have anybody who's training for something. Um, so I train people who just want to stay fit, who but want to be able to sit all day and get up and not have a backache, or who want to, who know that they have to be on the computer all day, but can like can extend, who won't get arthritis because we're doing hand, finger, wrist exercises. I want people who just want to live healthy, strong, long lives. But you also do train like, um, you will train actors who are needing specifically to be in shape for a part. You do uh, some I of have, that, right? I used to in the, in the past. We, you know, I used to work at a, a club that they trained a lot of people in the, in the industry and, you know, they come to us with a... A kind of sheet you were of what telling they me about that wonderful actress. I forget her name now. That you trained, um, Marley Matlin. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She yeah. was she was lovely, and she was doing a show here, and and, and it wasn't. She ha didn't have a, a specification like I, I want to be buff or anything. She just wanted to stay fit. Um, when she was in Toronto, so she sought me out, and she was lovely. Um, so I used to do that, but I don't have that so much now. I have people who are training for ten k's and things like that, which is, you know. I am their day off for weight training, but um, I don't train too many people in the business anymore. And, and, and I like just training people. <laughs> I like that a lot better. <laughs> so do you have a, well, we're talking about it, but do you have a, and you might not be able to come up with it in this question, but do you have a, within the frame of what you do, do you have a spiritual kind of mandate in your life, in your work? Is there, a, is there a kind of a value statement that you bring to your day, to your life? Do you understand mm -hmm. the question? I, I guess my mantra is, you know, as I get older, just to be more honest with everything. And so... More yeah, honest. Yeah, because you, you sometimes, because you have a different personality every hour, you tend to be a bit of a chameleon. And so you have to be. You have to kind of change for the individual. And sometimes and come down, do that. come down off the high of this person jumped over that, and you know the energy, the high energy workout to the person who's coming next is my eighty-seven year old client. That's you know I have to adjust. Um, but with all and everything, my mantra is just stay honest within in in your change. Every time you change, just stay honest with it and, and focused. And so, um, and. Just do the best work you can, <laughs> and that's what I've been doing. So, for a long time. Mm -hmm. So you want to? Yeah, we're going. We're going to wrap up soon. Yay! No, 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 no. Yes, yes. So we've been talking like what fifty minutes. So <laughs> I know you are. So you, uh, you really love to talk about yourself. I've noticed that. Hey, <laughs> but I love what I do and. And thank you for this opportunity to well, talk so, about what I do. Of course, of course. But um, we're not done. So you can't, you know, I just said it's about to wrap up, but it's not. Because, you know, because <laughs> the, the actually meat of the interview might be in the oh last my God. 10 minutes. <laughs> and I've kind of uh, unarmored uh, un you. So, um, so a uh, couple things. Um, mm -hmm. What brings you joy? In your life, if I took you out of the realm of fitness, mm -hmm. okay, yeah. So just, just you're in your day. You want to have some fun. You want to have some joy. You want to just be in the world. 
what brings me joy is knowing that I get to go home to my husband. He's a pretty cool guy, and we have a lot of fun together. And we have a lot of fun doing absolutely nothing. We have a lot of fun when we travel. Um, really um, going to a movie, talking about it, missing a movie, laughing about missing it. We were going to go. We have, um, it's really, it's a, uh, my home makes me feel very safe and, and calm, and I recharge very well in my environment. And that's what I love. So have you got any uh, real things to, in that realm of joy, do you have some things to look forward to other than obviously just being in your day? Like do you, do you look forward to things? Like You know, it's funny because I mean, I'm, I'm a little cheeky. I use my clients because um, sometimes in the day, I, like I know you're coming, so I know that hour is gonna be, you know, not that all my, my day is not fun, but the energy is gonna shift. and. Some, you come at a later time, so if I do feel like my energy is going down, I know it's going to come right back up when you come in at your quarter to three or quarter to four or something like that. Um, I have Either to, whether I'm bitchy or not. Yeah, I, just, just like, I know. <laughs> I know. I know you. So it's my my whole demeanor changes, and I get that little bit of a spark. And I have a couple of clients who have become my girlfriends and stuff like that. But we can still focus on working seriously and working towards goals and been through pregnancies with them. So yeah, you, because you know, when you I know. come in early and yeah. I watch you with mm -hmm. clients, mm -hmm. there's a like, um, especially ones that you've been working with a while, there's mm -hmm. just, you guys just drop in. It's really lovely. It's like, I, I used to go to other gyms, right? Mm -hmm. I used to go to the, I, I used to go to the Y, which mm -hmm. I really liked the mm -hmm. one downtown and, and would run. But, but I always felt like I was isolated. Mm -hmm. Partly because I feel that way in life mm -hmm. generally, but somewhat. But, but I don't f like. There's something about just coming in the door of your gym, mm -hmm. which I don't even, I don't even really even think of as a gym. Obviously, it is. Mm -hmm. But I, as soon as I walk in, I experience something that kind of untangles me, mm -hmm. and that's the way I see. The energy of that place. Oh like yeah, like the one a, person an hour. By you time you come in, you guys know each other by now, and then you guys start kibitzing back and forth. Even like nobody goes, "This is my time," and it's not rigid. It's um, there's some people who just like their time, and I totally respect that. And that's and I can rise to the occasion. But there's some people who love their hour. But you know, like my friend Samantha, when you come in, the two of you start, and she just tells you, "You're going to be in for." You know, it's just that great. Well, Samantha cries out in pain when they're working out with her, which I can totally relate to because I feel the same way. But it's so inclusive. You know? She's it's so over the so top, right? It's so inclusive. I just, I love it. It's a bit of performance and, uh, art. That's what it, that is. Yeah, it makes me happy. It makes me happy. So, um, yeah, I'm happy in my space. And sometimes when there's no one in there, I'm happy in my space too. And I look around and I go, this is my space. It's, it's, well, it's, it's amazing what you've created. Yeah, it's, it's great. I'm, Do you I'm, realize that? Like, sometimes, of course, sometimes, like everybody else with their business, when it's something, when it's not going well, they go, oh shit, when it's going well. Do you know that you're, yeah. <laughs> do you know that you're an amazingly accomplished woman? Sometimes. Do you know else. that you're an amazing accomplished woman? Sometimes. <laughs> sometimes. Just yeah. asking the question. Just, just being honest, question. man. Yeah, it's just like, because yeah. that's... At least from this side of the table, yeah. that's that's my experience of you. Yeah, it's just it's as been, a human. It's been a like fun, it's... fun journey, and it's. Uh, I just, I don't want to know what's going on in the future, but it's just been really, really fun. So, if you were gonna, you're not going to. I wouldn't make mm -hmm. you do that. Uh, but if you were gonna sing a song today, <laughs> no, you're not. But if you were going to sing a song, mm -hmm. we're gonna sing a song. No, we're not. Uh, Mm -hmm. a duet. Oh my God, can you imagine us doing a duet? <laughs> it, it, it wouldn't be pretty, at least from this mouth. Uh, if you were going to sing a song, mm -hmm. what would it be? The funny thing is when you talked about singing, first song that came to my mind was Harlem Blues, because that was the first song I sang live. So it would be Harlem Blues. Harlem Blues, what is that? It's from Mo Better Blues with uh, Denzel Washington. Is that a Spike Lee film? It is a Spike Lee. It is Lee. a Spike Lee. What do they call yeah. it? A Spike Lee joint. Joint, right? yeah. Uh, so that would probably be a... From Mo Better Blues. That's mm -hmm. an early... You better look it up because I ain't going to sing it. <laughs> yeah, but it was... <laughs> well, I always hear it. I always hear it. I hear it. <laughs> but yeah. Uh, so is it a jazz? It must be a jazz. Jazz, yeah. 
suggest. Do you know who the originator is? It? It's like... I can't remember. I can't remember, but it's... It you couldn't even sing one line nope. to me? Could you speak one line? No. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't think I can press my point there. Mm -hmm. I think on that note, we're done. I've mm -hmm. been saying that for the last 10 minutes. Mm -hmm. um, but um, what do you see for yourself in this next year? You know, I'd have to sit down and think about it. I mean, I'm doing pretty That's much what question, I, I'm right? doing pretty much what I, I love to do. What do I see for myself? Keep doing good work. I'd like to, as I say, um, get into another um, course about fitness, body, you know, that type of thing to help people more. Um, I'd love to for this year to find another volunteer gig. I volunteered last year and I really yeah, enjoyed you did, it. Yeah, you did some, um, didn't you build some houses or something? I, I built uh, for Habitat, but I volunteered at a high school teaching um, uh, like high school girls and it was so inspiring. Oh, I'd love I to remember do, yeah, a little I'd love bit to do something Very else cool. with um, young women. Um, you know, young black women, I would love to find a way to, to get into something like that. Um, I'd love to travel more with my husband. We're planning to go to Portugal in uh, October. And that's what I see. I just, I just I want this feeling to go on. That's all. And it, and it shall. Yeah. Thanks very much. It's great welcome. talking to you. You're welcome. This is Robin. Thanks for listening to the podcast. And please uh, subscribe. And you can go to iTunes and do that and pass it on. There'll be many more to come.